I don't have the covering that I had here last week, so you'll have to imagine that. But uh, we're going to continue along those lines. What are, we, what are we talking about here at Harvest Church this year? Blessing. Now, I, I looked at, I, I hadn't been following the stock market, and I looked, and it was down 500-some points. I wasn't very happy. But then I had to remind myself who my source is. God is my source, and God is your source. And if you tithe, he'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. If you give, he'll give it back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I, I thoroughly believe, I don't care what the world says, what the stock market says, my God is a God who blesses his people. I serve a God that loves his people. He's a covenant-keeping God, and so we need to keep our eyes on him. Yeah, he gives you the ability to gain wealth. Yes, you need to work. You have your daily jobs and whatever. But God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you might ask or think. That means he can, he can blow your mind. That's the kind of God I serve. And so, you know, expect God's blessings. Now we moved on. We're talking about how important it is to speak blessings. To speak blessings. Abraham was not only blessed, but he was called to be a blessing. The Jewish people have spoken Jacob's blessing over Joseph's son, Ephraim, which means fruitful, and Manasseh means forgetting the past. So God wants you to forget your past and look forward to a fruitful future. Amen? God has ordained the verbal blessing to counter the effects of the curse of sin caused by the fall. What do you mean by the fall? Where's the fall? Where did the fall take place, folks? The Garden of Eden. Two people. What were their names? Adam and Eve. We're going to talk about them today. God is always designed to work across generations. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham, the first in God's family, was called to cover, bless, and protect his son Isaac. Then Isaac, in turn, was called to bless the succeeding generation also. And uh, that is the desire of, uh, or the order of things in the kingdom of God. God wants each generation to be blessed. Each generation has a responsibility to the next generation. I was raised by parents that came through the Great Depression. Any of you hear about that? Nutter's the only one that would know that. He's gone today. But I'm so glad, glad I was raised by parents that, that came through a, a tough and difficult time because they instilled into me, they instilled into Kathy a work ethic. So what are Kathy and I trying to do? Instill into Caleb and Micah a work ethic. Yeah, God will bless you, but he also expects you to roll up your sleeves and go to work. So there's things, certain things that, that you know, I, I'm thinking about the way I was raised. My father owned a shoe store, so I grew up in a place of business. I learned how to develop people skills early on. As I worked in his store, he didn't let me wait on customers till I was older, which was probably a, a wise thing. But I learned so much. I learned how to make change. Some of you people don't even know how to make change the old-fashioned way. 
Remember the old-fashioned way? There's places that still do that, not very many, because they can cheat. They got a computer. I learned so much about how to handle people, how to treat people. That was instilled into me by my father, a pride, a good pride. And so we have a responsibility. Yes, Abraham did it for Isaac. Isaac did it for, you know, the next generation. Well, we have a responsibility to the next generation, do we not? Each generation is to nourish and protect the following generation. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Verse 3. Even when Caleb and Kaylee get married, next year, at this time they'll be married. I don't know what, where they'll be next year. Huh? 300 days. It's been like 10 years, hasn't it? They're taking a while. Kathy and I took less than a year, <laughs> months. But, uh, you know, life's going to change for them. But, you know, even when they get married, I still have a responsibility to them. Amen. If I could just get Kaylee to listen to me. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. We started last week talking about a spiritual covering. Everyone say covering. That's why I had my umbrella over me. And that's a physical covering in the natural, but there's a spiritual covering. And it says, but Paul said, but I want you to know that the head of every man is who? Christ. The head of a woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. Now, you read that. I'm, I'm glad Levi and Lacey are here. They're a sweet couple. I'm going to marry them here shortly. I'm glad you're here today, so you listen carefully. No sleeping, Levi. It says, the head of a woman is man. Now, it makes it sound when you read that like, I'm the head. Woman, you do what I say. It's quite the contrary to that. Okay? Quite the contrary to that. Every person needs a covering. Christ himself is covered by God the Father. Men are covered by Christ. And women are covered by the man. Now, look at this spiritually. The calling and gifts of men and women are equal but their roles are different. The calling and gifts of men and women are equal, but the roles are different. Guess what we're going to talk about next time? We're going to talk about the roles of a husband, the man, the roles of a wife. Each has different responsibilities, do they not? Now listen, the role of the man is that of a protective covering. The role of the man is that of a protective covering. So you're going to have to be the protective. I'll pick Levi's. I don't want to pick on him too much. But you're getting married too. You have a role and responsibility to protect her. And I know you will. I have no doubts about that. Okay? But you have a responsibility too. Well, we're not going to get into that. That will be in counseling. Talk to Levi and Lacey. They'll tell you what it's all about. Okay. But the man is called to protect the wife. Are you listening, Kenny? There'll be a day. Don't turn there, but let me read to you Proverbs 17, 6 from the Living Bible. An old man's grandchildren are his crowning glory. 
A child's glory is his father. A child's glory is what? So is the father important? Oh, yes. Many children are fatherless today, and their fathers were also rejected by their fathers. So how does that affect the woman or the women in our generation that these men are responsible for covering spiritually? Much of the anger and bitterness that women experience is passed to the next generation because of a lost biblical covering. In other words, men weren't fulfilling their spiritual responsibilities and taking care of their wife and their kids. And as a result, the wife is bitter. The wife, you know, grows up and or grows in that, doesn't grow in that really in that situation because she's not experiencing that spiritual cover. The this, this children aren't experiencing that, children, that, that covering. Children that are left uncovered by their parents, now listen, will try to cover themselves. We talked about that last week. So if the children don't have this spiritual covering, and what I mean by that, men, you know, you're called to be an example to get your family to church. Now this is where I guess you put your feet under the chair because your toes will get stepped on. Men, you're the one. But in all the years that I've been a pastor, I've seen usually it's the woman. They gets the kids together, gets the family, not in every case. But, man, we're called not only to protect our, our, our family in the natural, but protect them in the spirit realm. Children that are left uncovered by their parents will try to cover themselves. They realize no one will protect them. So then they begin the lifelong task of trying to cover themselves or protect themselves. And because they grow up in this environment, they have feelings of worthlessness and shame. And then they have a difficult time trusting their heavenly father. If they don't have an earthly father that takes care of them, how can they look to, to, to a heavenly father? Isn't it going to be difficult for them? Unless there's somebody in their life, there could be a grandparent, there could be a loved one, a family member that will take the responsibility, and that's happened. I've seen that happen many times, and thank God for those people. But still, there's something missing. I lost my father to cancer when I was uh, 21 years old. And even though I had him those, those important years, I still missed him. Something in me just wasn't the same. And so you begin to look. You know, there were other people. God placed a mentor in my life, and he was a, a World War II vet, um, had been wounded in battle, almost died, and he was as rough and tough and foul-mouthed as anybody. And I loved him dearly. He taught me a lot. But you know what? Kids need their dad. Amen? I'm, my 95-year-old mother went home to be with the Lord here a couple years ago. I, I miss her. She had a, 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 an effect on my life. But many times they have a hard time trusting God. When we're scarred and bruised by the baggage of a previous generation, our natural defense is to find some kind of a covering to place over our wounds. Uncovered people often believe the lie that if they can stand on their own, their self-sufficiency will cover and protect them. And that's a lie. They need God. 
They need the new birth. They need Jesus Christ. Amen. So let's talk about a covering. I want you to look at Isaiah chapter 28. This is an interesting scripture. Isaiah 28. You know, there's things in this book you don't know about. You open the book and pray and ask God to show you. He'll, he'll enlighten you by his spirit. Isaiah 28 and verse 20. This scripture, I think of Caleb with this scripture. Verse 20, it says, For the bed is too short to stretch out on, and the covering so narrow that one cannot wrap himself up in it. The bed is too short to stretch out on, and the covering so narrow that one cannot stretch himself or wrap himself in it. Now, we have an antique bed. Was that the bed DeVoe was on and broke? Remember Gary DeVoe? Some of you don't. But it's an old antique iron bed, and can't, I even get in it, and I can't get my feet. I can't really stretch out. So how do you sleep when you sleep on that bed? Fetal position. It's not, I like, how many like to stretch out? It's not a comfortable thing. Then you think about a covering. You know, have you ever tried to, to wrap yourself up in a covering if you're cold and it's, it's not big enough? If, I like those comforters Sandy Belts makes or made, she made for us years ago. We still use them. You can cover up and they're warm. But here the scripture said the bed's too short to stretch out on and the covering is insufficient. Amen? Because of the iniquity of past generations that have bruised us and left us uncovered spiritually. Now listen, Satan would like us to believe that we can succeed in covering ourselves. Well, I don't need anybody's help. I didn't have a father to show me what to do, and I'm a self-made man. I've done it on my own. What's that sound like? Pride. I don't need God. I've come this far. I've been successful. I don't need anybody else's help. I can do it myself. Because of the iniquity of past generations that has affected us, Satan would like us to believe we can succeed in covering ourselves. This self-made covering of pride and self-sufficiency is actually the covering of Satan himself. is actually the covering of Satan himself. Listen, the Bible says he was a father. Father of what? All lies, but he's still a father. We're going to talk a little bit about him, give you a little background about Satan. Satan falsely promises, falsely promises, lies to you and I that we can protect ourselves, that we can do it ourselves. We don't need God. We don't need anybody else. Look at Ezekiel. When's the last time you read there? Look there. It's in your Bible. Ezekiel chapter 28. We're talking about coverings. Coverings. How important it is to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Come under that spiritual covering. I, years ago, there was a lot of Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 14. A lot of years ago, a few years ago, 
when Kathy and I started in ministry, and it's been a number of years, there was a big push about spiritual coverings in churches. You remember that? How important it is to come under a spiritual covering. You need that spiritual covering. Well, yeah, you do, but it, it was emphasized, and they got in the ditch on it, where it, it almost becomes shepherdship, where the preacher controls you, and you've got to do this, and you've got to do that, and that's not the way God works. Yes, there's protection, and there's a spiritual atmosphere, but I really want you to see how important, and we're concentrating on the man, the husband how he is to be a spiritual covering for his family. Amen? Now, look at this scripture. In, Isaiah, in Ezekiel, or did I, did I tell you? Ezekiel 28, look at verse 14. Ezekiel 28, verse 14. Who is this about, Pastor Mike? This is about Satan. Now, what's Satan's name? What was his? Lucifer. Where did Satan and Lucifer begin? Where did he get his start? Heaven. Did he have an important role? Yes, he did. Look at this, verse 14, it says, You were, speaking of Lucifer, the anointed cherub who what? Who what? Covers. I established you. Who did that? God the Father. You were on the holy mountain of God, and you walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created until what? Iniquity was found in you. Do you see where today, you know, the love of uh, will grow cold? Iniquity will abound? Well, sure, because Lucifer, Satan is affecting the world system. He had a covering. Who was he responsible for? What was it? What did Lucifer, what was his job? What was his responsibility in heaven? He was in charge of worship. I think he was also, if you look on in the scripture, in charge with trade and commerce also, things that were going on. What's he affect today? The world system, the economy, everything. But he had a responsibility to, uh, of the angels. And when he rebelled, how many went with him when they were cast out of heaven to earth? A third. Would you say he influenced them? He most certainly did. And so we deal with fallen angels. We deal with demons today. All because of Lucifer, iniquity was found in him. He wanted to, because of his pride, he wanted to be number one. There's only one number one. And you see this today through society where people have to exalt themselves, promote themselves. Where's that come from? That's, that's the spirit of Satan, the spirit of the world, the spirit of the Antichrist. You thought I was going to say we're living in the last days, but I wasn't going to tell you that. But I got it in there, didn't I? Satan's created purpose was to be the covering chair for the angels. His influence caused one-third of them to fall to earth. His rebellion and violence caused generations to come to repeat that same behavior. There's two kingdoms, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light, or the kingdom of darkness. Amen? 
Two kingdoms battle for control of this world and the souls of man. And it all began in the Garden of Eden. It all began in the Garden of Eden. Now, who do we blame for the fall of man? The woman. Are you listening? So whose fault was it? The woman. Yeah, I think she had something to do with it. It was his fault. Because, let me ask you this. Was she alone when Satan tempted her? Was she, who, where was Adam? He wasn't around. Where was he? Uh, naming animals? I don't know. Counting animals? Who knows? But he wasn't taking care of his spiritual responsibility to cover her and protect her. It's the man's responsibility to take care of this. this. Yeah, she had, she had a part to play, did she not? Let's not leave her out of the equation. She could have said no, but she didn't. But see, Adam wasn't there. And it's the same way today. Where's the man? Where's the husband? Where's the father? Where's the dad? You young people today, if you have any kind of a decent relationship with your parents, thank God for it every day. I know I I bug them. But it works both ways too. But they, they still have a mother and a father. Not perfect. Don't say amen to that now. And someday we won't be here, but they'll be here. And they're going to remember. Yeah, they're going to remember dad was kind of squirrely. But they're going to remember good things, I hope. I like it every night when you come and you tell me you love me. That's, pre- that's pretty special. He does it. And he, he, I won't embarrass you, but he has his way of telling. He, he, you know, he's, they're like their mother. They're, not, they're stoic Germans. They don't express their emotions. I, don't, I got mine from my Irish side, I guess. I'm not afraid to cry, express my emotions. That's who I am. They're very stoic. But a person needs to, you know, I was there somewhere Yesterday, praying for my friend who's going in to have part of his liver taken out because of cancer, he stood at me and says, i got to have a hug. So I hugged him. There's nothing wrong with that. People need that. They need that love. They need to know they're loved. Adam failed to cover his wife spiritually and protect her from being tempted by reminding her of what God had commanded Alone and uncovered, Eve fell, and then Adam did too. They died spiritually. They didn't die now. In the physical, did they? No. They died spiritually. They were alive unto God, and then they, their spirits died. That's why you need Jesus, so you can be born again and recreated spiritually. Genesis 3, 7 says, Then the eyes of both of them were opened. 
the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. So what did they do? Were they covered before? Spiritually. But now they covered themselves because they had died spiritually. They realized they were naked. And what did they use to cover themselves with? What? Fig leaves. And I was sitting about thinking about that a week ago. What did Jesus curse? The fig tree. There was no fruit. And there will be no fruit if you cover yourselves. But if you have the right spiritual covering, you will bear fruit. You will not be cursed. You will be blessed. I'll close with this. I'd like to see Levi and Lacey come back, so I don't want to be too long today. Well, they got to come back because I'm going to marry you. Adam was clothed with fig leaves, but he was living the shame of the nakedness of iniquity. You see... Our self-made fig robes can never cover the shame of nakedness. Self-sufficiency is only an illusion, an illusion that keeps us hiding and isolated from God's praise. Now, you remember God called out to Adam? Adam, where are you? Adam said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. But wait, Adam was not naked, neither was Eve, were they? Why? They'd cover themselves with fig leaves. They'd already sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. That's why Adam said, I was afraid because I was naked. And as I already read you, Adam was clothed with fig leaves, but he was living the shame of the nakedness of iniquity. So you can try to cover yourselves and think that you're going to make it, but you're not. When our loving Heavenly Father found out what had happened, what did he do? Did he cover them? Yeah, he did. He, he covered them, made tunics of skin, and clothed them. It is believed that God sacrificed a lamb that day in order to make lamb's wool coverings for his children. Adam and Eve found that God's clothing provided better warmth and covering than their own covering of fig leaves. The same is true for you and I. If you have been stripped of your covering through abuse and neglect... Now, a lot of kids are, children are abused, no doubt. But I'll say there's more that are neglected. They're neglected. If you've been stripped of your covering through abuse and neglect, your fig leaves of self-sufficiency will never keep you warm. But the covering offered by the Lamb of God will be sufficient for all of your hurts and needs. So, Talk about forgetting your past. If you grew up and didn't have a father, you didn't have a good home environment, once you make Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior, something changes. You come under the covering of the blood of the Lamb. Amen? And see, it's on His Word then you begin to stand. You're blessed. You have authority. 
You're a child. We sang it today. You're a child of God. We're children of God. We're sons and daughters of the Most High God. So you come under another covering. And it, it's hard sometimes for people that have come from that past, they'd have never been nurtured and loved by their parents. And that's always there's their loser's lamp. Well, I didn't have a father. I didn't have a mother. Get over it. You have God the Father. He gave his son who died on a cross for you. He bled for you. If you receive that him as Lord and Savior, then you come under that spiritual covering. The curse is broken, and now you become a seed of righteousness. I'm a seed of righteousness for, for them. They will grow up not under the curse of the law, but they've been redeemed from the curse. They'll grow up and be seeds of righteousness. And their children will be seeds of righteousness. And you see how that will, that changes everything. So, you know, yeah, some of you had a past. We all have pasts. That's why the Bible says forget those things that are behind and press on towards those things that are ahead. Get focused on who you are in Christ Jesus. The covering of self-preservation leads only to self-isolation and difficulty developing any warmth of intimacy with God and others. Indeed, the bed is too short to stretch out on, the covering so narrow that one cannot wrap himself up in it. Will you allow your Father in heaven to clothe you and cover your shame? In your desperation for someone to bless you, will you depend on your heavenly Father who has caused his face to shine upon you and given you his own name? So do you see a little bit about covering? Some of you, step on that cricket. I saw him earlier. We have authority. Know who you are. Doesn't make any difference where you've come from. Get hooked up with the right people. We're good people. This is a good church, not perfect. Never a perfect church, never a perfect preacher. Never a perfect congregation. Pretty close, though, here. But get under that spiritual covering and a lot. And men start being a cover, a spiritual covering for your, your kids and your grandkids. If, if your grandkids aren't being spiritually covered, then bless God, you cover them. Do you cover them? Let's stand to our feet this morning.